This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every day is an April Fool day for me because people say I'm a fool. Because you are the April Fool. Yeah, so 30 days. It's your day. It's my day, yeah. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Everything happening in the sports world. Galen wants Jackson and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Just be patient. And I know I stink. Everyone tells me I stink. Yeah, you're so the worst. I am the worst. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the storm master himself, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, you are a man that loves sun therapy, you love golf, you like just a nice, cool, relaxing day, and I'm sorry that I don't think that you get any of those things here for a while. Maybe Friday. I don't know if you'll be able to play much golf for oh, a no, while, because no. your your home course, Turkey Creek, oh my is underwater. It is it is buried, it is submerged. We need to get Treg Fall into a scuba suit in order to track down a few of Steve's drives right down the middle of the fairway or a shot into the green. I mean, that place is soaked. It is. They, their hope is to be open on Friday, but from the photos you and I saw, yikes! I don't see how it's going to happen. And especially, I think we have more rain starting around, what, 3 or 4 o'clock this afternoon. And then tomorrow it's supposed to finally not rain, but the temperature's only going to be like in the 50s. So it's going to be kind of hard to, you know, you know, get it much to dry out. Friday, of course, All Schools Day. It never rains on All Schools Day. It's just kind of a tradition. It just never rains. I think there's only been like one All Schools Day ever rained, you know, with rain or something or rained out or anything like that. Well, you've seen 40 of them, 39 of them. Yeah. I don't remember any of them being rained out. Well, well, I'll rephrase that. I bet you've seen 30 of them. Yeah. I would imagine about the last nine yeah, you've probably stayed away. The last six, probably. I actually went up last year, um, you know, because I have, you know, I got work to do. My people still demand, you know, they want my stuff up. While the rest of the st- the station flocks to Main Street, I'm working. Steve away. just stays here and in, in the dark, and, and I'm working and away. <laughs> tries to turn the phone off and get nobody to call him. Yeah, I think that might be your favorite day of the year because nobody's here, nobody bugs you. Well, somebody will be. I running. bug you a lot, somebody don't be, I? Somebody will be running the board, though. Yeah, but they're not bugging you. No, no. It's just me. Yeah. And Mark. Yeah. Well, we bug you a little bit, but Steve, it's an exciting time. We just found out some brackets for baseball and softball regionals coming up next week. I'm a big fan of that event. Growing up as a high school baseball player and participating in the high school regional, two games to go to state now for the bullpup baseball team. It's going to take three games to yeah, go to state. Yeah, I, I thought after they swept El Dorado last week, that would might maybe get them out of the uh, 
spot to have to play a play-in game. But Bullpup Baseball will be home on Monday at Grant Complex, 5 o'clock, hosting Newton. And to me, uh, the, the thing, the only negative about this is I think it's good to get to play a game. And to me, if you can't beat a Newton team that's 1-16, you probably, you know, you're not going to go very far anyway. But the problem is it uses pitching. up. You use up your best pitcher because you have to use your best pitcher to get into postseason play. Now, for the Bullpups, I'm not sure if you can really say who the best pitcher is. I'd say Jacob Vile, to me, is probably the best pitcher. But they're up, they, they have about three pitches that are all about the same. So maybe that's an advantage. And, of course, Heath Gerstner might just go two innings with one pitcher, two innings another pitcher, two innings another pitcher. It just depends how the game plays out. So, Newton And the other Cup- thing to remember, too, Steve, so let's say they're playing in a close game. It's 3-3. Three to three. You get to about the fourth inning, and you want your closer to come in and keep you in this game. With all the pitch limits, I think the number is 40. Yeah. So as long as you stay under 40 pitches, right. you can, go back you can pitch, pitch the next day. Right. And the next day for them would be when they go to the bigger regional if they win. And if they win, and so there play. is a ton of strategy if, with if it. If they win, they play Hayes, which is 17-1 and one at, at Hayes. Hayes. We were out there last year. and Really uh, fun place to watch a game. Yeah, it really is. Fun. You know, the uh, the press box is kind of rickety and old, but it's big, it's spacious, you know, and, and doesn't have any air conditioning. So, of course, we haven't had any games that have been hot enough to – really need air conditioning this year since basically the whole month of March and April it's rained or snowed. So um, now we're in May. We haven't had any home games in May. So, in fact, we haven't had home we games. We barely had home games in we April. We only had like one home game, I think, in April. So I think it was like April 2nd or 3rd was our last home game. It's been over a month since Bullpup Baseball's play at home. It's played like eight straight games on the road. So if they beat Hayes, then they would get the Wichita Northwest Great Bend winner out in Hayes, and it's just such a fun tournament. And the thing that I think I like the most about regionals for baseball and softball is it opens everything up. And I can remember several years while I was in high school and when I was watching it a whole lot closer and being involved with it, that you would see teams that maybe the record wasn't very good, maybe they were a 5-15 and 15 type of team during the year, that maybe their offense wasn't great, But if you have one pitcher, and if you've got one guy that every time he gets on the mound, you have a chance, then your team has a chance. Right. And what always happened to our team when we were in regionals while I was in high school is we played close games or really long extra inning games in the first game of our regional. And when I was a junior, we played a really, really long extra inning game against Blue Valley North. I think it went 10 or 11 innings. Blue Valley North then went on to win the state championship because the higher-seeded team was beaten by a team that I was describing, a team that had one pitcher, went out, knocked out the best team in our regional, and then us in the 2-3, whoever was going to win that was going to face no pitching. So we would have had a chance to win. Blue Valley North went on to win a state championship. The next year, we got in trouble because we had just used up so much pitching. In our first game, we went 11 or 12 innings, found a way to win. We gave up about seven runs in the first inning with our starter and fought all the way back. In the seventh inning, we had a chance to take the lead and then ended up just a little bit short. But it's just such a fun tournament because you just don't know what's going to happen. We typically win a basketball bracket, a football bracket, soccer. We typically have a pretty good feel of what's going to happen. And for the top teams in baseball, 
that are facing for sure the bottom teams, one, two, three, four, you typically have a good feeling. But even in that, you just don't know because baseball's a weird game, and any team that gets hot on any day has a great chance. And you look at look at the majors last night. Mike Fires of the Oakland A's. He's a, basically a pedestrian pitcher. He threw a no hitter last night against one of the you know against a really good team. Don't spoil it too much. I've got all sorts of audio to play in a little bit here, okay. Steve. Okay. We've got that. We've got we've got a ton of stuff that I need you to listen to and give me your commentary. All right. So we're excited about regionals next week. Steve and I haven't officially confirmed what our plan is in terms of broadcasting. And softball, we didn't mention softball. Because softball, they will be on the road at Goddard on Tuesday. Tuesday. Right. They're the four seed. And they're taking on Goddard, who's the host. They're the three seed. If they were to win that, they would play either Salina South or Wichita Heights. So we're trying to figure out exactly what our plan will be. And the X factor with this, of course, is the soccer team right. that will either be the number one seed or maybe at worst a two or a three. Yeah. So they will be at home on Tuesday right. against somebody who's a 16 or maybe even played in a play-in game. So we haven't figured out our exact schedule yet. But next week is going to be a lot of fun. We've got that. We've got regional track at the end of the week. It is a busy, busy time. Yeah, and state tennis starts Friday, even though That's right. the Bulldogs just have one player. He's a really good player. Jared Novak trying to become the first Bullpup to win a singles championship. Uh, he's got the best record percentage-wise going in. He has one loss. Uh, his one loss is to a player that is in the state tournament, though, Adam Burke of uh, – St. James Academy, and then the wild card is Pietro Parego of that was pretty good. Steve. Of Topeka Seaman, a foreign exchange student who has only got one loss, and it sounds like he's the real deal. So, uh, Coach Tyler Brown said there's basically five guys that are head and shoulders above everybody else. Of course, Jared Novak's one of those, and boy, you know Jared Novak, second in the state last year, sixth as a as a uh, sophomore, fifth as a freshman. Bumping up to 5A this year, I didn't look at 4A, but, but uh, you know, you'd really like to see him win a state championship uh, to cap his career and get on the Wall of Fame. Do you remember any other McPherson High boys singles players that were as impressive as he is that, of course, didn't win because none of them ever have? Do you remember Dale any Snell that? Dale Snell recently. Uh, Dale Snell okay. was, uh, I think he placed in the top five uh, four, three out of the four years or four out of four years. Dale Snell was always up there. I don't think Dale, Dale never made the championship match. Uh, as far as other singles players, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not prepared. You, you kind of caught me off guard. We've had some good singles players. Were there but, any girls, individual state champions? Uh, I don't think so. Kaysen Buckman, I know, was in the finals. Uh, she's like the all-time. Amanda Gare, uh, she made the top four. Uh, Doug, The late Doug Gare was a big advocate of doubles. He was, you know, the Bullpups have a ton of doubles champions. I want to say there's like, you know, nine or ten on the boys' side. I know there's some on the girls' side. Uh, all you got to do is look. If you go around the Roundhouse Wall of Fame, there's a lot of tennis players on the Wall of Fame for doubles championships. Are you allowed to compete for a doubles championship if you are in singles? No. I don't like that rule. No. I kind of think you should be able to. No, you have to pick you, you pick one or the other. You can't play both. So I think you should be able to. Well. Can I make a protest to the I, state? I'm sure you can. You know, you look at the last four years. Nolan Schrader, the last two years, won it with Caden Stewart in 4A. He made the finals as a sophomore with Kento Aizawa, and they got second. And then as a freshman, 
Nolan Schrader won it with Gallagher Martin. So, you know, <laughs> Nolan Schrader made that, the statement. That is, that is some pronunciation right there, Steve. That is some I, emphasis. I, I just watched the Nick Gosnell clip. I guess maybe I got... I think you learned a lot from Nick. Yeah, W-I-B-W, yes, in Topeka. <laughs> but Nolan Schrader made state finals in doubles all four of his years. And then he was at Bethel this year as a freshman and was... Honorable mention KCAC for the Threshers. Had to play the number one spot for Bethel, which was really tough when you looked at all the players in the KCAC. He played both. Now, in the KCAC, you get to play both singles and doubles. Yeah, see, the KCAC is modernized. They've mm-hmm. got it figured out. Come on. I, I need to see well, both you look of at, them. You look at, like, Valley Center's Hayden Brower. I believe he was, like, second or third in the state in singles. This year he's playing doubles, and – he, he and his partner are probably either going to win it or get second because I think the two best doubles teams in the state were our regional last week. Uh, Salina Central had a team that came in undefeated and played the Valley Center team, which had lost one, and the Valley Center team beat the Salina Central team and beat them, giving them their first loss. Steve, we've got a couple of things I want to get to today. It's a little bit of a weird day because we didn't have really anything happen yesterday locally. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to play some audio for you. I've got all sorts of stuff for us to talk about. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, I've pulled off some audio from the World Wide Web because we need some things to talk about today and some events that happened last night. Yeah, and I was going to mention just before we do that. Let's hear it. Chad Pinson, McPherson Pipeliners. I will will be posting something shortly, you know, in the next day or two. They still need host families for the Pipeliners. A few of the guys, they still don't have host families for every player. I still think you should volunteer. But uh, Pistol should. He's got... Quite the place. Yeah. I think Pistol should, but I don't have a big enough place to... You've got another bedroom. Well, but that's... It's very tiny. <laughs> that's, that's my junk room. That, that's, not, that's not a very good excuse. That, that's my junk room. But I'll be posting something. Pipeliners still need... They have a few players. Coach Pinson informed me that uh, they've already got uh, almost 30 players committed to playing. Bunch of new guys. Almost all the guys from last year. It'll, it'll be a, almost a whole different team. He's real excited. So just wanted to throw that in. I know there are a lot of different people that love doing the host family act, and, and they enjoy that. But I don't know if I can think of somebody that I think would be <laughs> would be a worse host parent than you. Well, <laughs> I think you, have, you would you be know, the you, worst. You have to provide me. They'd get tired of, of Stouffer's <laughs> lasagna and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I will say that. And I think you would be a real stickler on rules. If they made any sort of noise, you'd yell at I have to kick Coach Kinnaman out of his chair, too. <laughs> you know, Coach Kinnaman has his chair at my, at my house, and he'd, that'd be hard for him to give up. And you've got your junk room that I think you could just put an air mattress down in, and you wouldn't move any of the stuff. You just mm-hmm. say, no, don't do that. Yeah, now, I used to have used to have an actual bedroom in my second bedroom. but What'd uh, you do with it? I just I sold my my bed and uh, just used it as a junk room 
Well, <laughs> I think they'd it's come not in, a pretty sight. I think they'd come in late after a game, and you'd be like, "God, shut up out there!" <laughs> they'd want to watch TV. And, yeah. You know, oh, I, I think you would be the well, absolute I got, worst. I got like three hundred square feet to my apartment. You know, maybe at the you know. So I think you would be the worst. Yeah, it, it, I would it, be the worst. I think it would be bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Steve. I want to hear some audio. Okay. I'm going to play it for you. Okay. You mentioned a moment ago, Mike Fires. Yeah. Through a no hitter. Yeah. Last night. I've got some audio for you okay. to listen to there, and then we can talk a little bit more about that. Swing and a miss. He did it. He did it. Mike Fires for the second time in his career has thrown a no-hitter. Tonight he no-hits the Cincinnati Reds. Sensational performance by the A's right-hander, Mike Fires. Wow. Well, Dallas Braden, you can now take a breath. I was worried about you. Incredible! <laughs> Simply incredible! An amazing effort by Mike Fires and Josh Begley tonight. What do you think of Dallas Braden? He's, isn't he like an e, uh, MLB analyst or something? Well, that's that was him right there. Okay. Oh, well, I don't know. He had a perfect game for for, for the A's. And I saw the uh, video of that. I mean, there must have been about... 2,000 people in the stands. The announced crowd was 11,000. And if there was 11,000 there, that means the Royals at their last home game had 35,000 because <laughs> there were not 11,000 people there. They were lucky to be 2,000. But I will say one thing about the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Yeah. They are the noisiest 11,000 or 6,000. <laughs> They've got two, their gang out in right field that pounds got, the drums. And they got their cow. They have the cowbells that always always going you know, you just wonder. You know, they've had some really good teams out there. Why don't fans go to games there? Is I it don't just know. Is it just because Oakland County or Alameda County Coliseum is so? It's a dump. Dry. It's just. A, it's like Tropicana Field. Somebody yelled at us one time because we called that place a dump, and I said, "Well, have you seen it?" <laughs> oh, I mean, I. I mean, it makes you wonder why don't people go? The A's have had some exciting teams. You know, they got. If some you wonder good why the Warriors are leaving Oracle Arena, yeah. it's probably because that area is not great. That's right. So. Are you impressed with the no-hitter anymore? Did you know that was the 3,000th or 300th in MLB history? I am still impressed with the no-hitter because in this day and age... 3,000 would be a lot. Because, for one thing, I think the baseballs are juiced this year because there's a lot more home runs than there's been. But baseball has become home runs and strikeouts. That's all it is anymore. It's either home run or nothing. You don't see small ball like the Royals are playing. They are an anomaly. Steve, the other piece of audio I want to play comes from the Royals. I've got another one okay. after that. Okay. Did you know the the weird thing that happened for the Royals last night? They had two grand slams. They hit two grand slams. Right. Not one, but two. Well, HUD went crazy on Ryan O'Hearn's grand slams. Well, I don't have the Fox Sports Kansas City mm-hmm. broadcast of that. I've got Royals Radio Network for Ryan O'Hearn's, mm-hmm. and then I've got Fox Sports Kansas City for Whit Merrifield's. Okay. Pitch. Swing and a ball well hit. Deep right field. Way back, and it's gone! A grand slam for Ryan O'Hearn. And the Royals lead it six to nothing. Home run number four is a very loud one in a very difficult environment for a guy who until a few days ago was really struggling at the plate. Ryan O'Hearn. High fly ball left field. And the Royals have hit two grand slams in one game. Four hit wit. Put an exclamation point on that baby. 
<laughs> and you know, and you know how Denny would have called it. It's on a fly ball deep to left field, and it's gone. It's a grand slam, yeah. and here comes the next batter. Yeah, Ryan O'Hearn, fly ball to right, and that's a grand slam. Next batter up is <laughs> <laughs> Denny. Doesn't get too excited, but Denny Denny is a treasure. What an exciting win for the Royals yeah. last night! A loud win, and Danny Duffy threw well, and you know they they didn't have to have a relief pitcher. You know what? Willie come, Peral- come scare Willie, everybody. Willie Peralta didn't have to come in and give up two or three runs, and and it just shows this offense is very capable. And, and I'm I'm going to say it again. Ooh. You put Salvi Perez in that lineup. That's a instead of Maldonado, that's a pretty dangerous lineup. They're going to have a, you know, it's still a lot of strikeouts. Yeah, and well, and not a lot of walks. Yeah, but a lot of home runs. Yeah, and a lot of triples and doubles. A lot of extra base hits. The Royals, I think, have 21 triples now. They're like far and away leading. Major League Baseball and triples. I think Cleveland doesn't even have any. And then, of course, they're leading the league in stolen bases, and and uh, they really hit the gaps. And you know, they've got some guys really exciting. Uh, even Alex Gordon. Alex Gordon still kind of got it going. I I, I just know he's going to have he's going to hit the wall at some point. But he's in a contract year, so he's highly motivated. But you know, let's face it, Alex Gordon probably won't be with the Royals next year unless it would be unthinkable. Unless they just say, "Hey, you want to come out for." Half a year? Well, I mean... They, <laughs> There's I no mean, way they give them no, a contract. No, and, and anybody would pay Alex Gordon like $11 million for one year? No. I mean, Alex Gordon's about a $3 million a year player now, but he still is a very good, very solid professional player. You know, plays every day, plays when he's hurt, and he's still a great defensive outfielder. One more piece of audio for you, Steve. Did you stay up... Late enough to see one of the most exciting finishes of the night? How late do I? You know how late I stay up. 8.15? Maybe 9 o'clock. Well, this game was the only one in its league on last Probably night. Probably hockey, then. It was some hockey. Well, I don't even... Are they in the playoffs? Game 7 of the conference semifinals. They, oh, I didn't know they were even in the playoffs. Yeah, they're in the playoffs. Okay, well... So, <laughs> come on, Steve. So It was the Blues... Okay. Taking on the Dallas Stars. That's St. Louis, right? You're right. Okay. The Dallas Stars are from Dallas. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> come on, Steve. You're killing me. Yeah. But the Blues were at home. Game seven. Okay. Game goes to double overtime. Okay. Sudden death. Okay. And it was walked off like this. Double overtime here in game seven. If you're just tuning in or you're wondering what you're listening to tonight. Blues and Stars tied one to one. Done in the first. Zuccarello in the first. Those are the goal scorers. Blues have the puck. Thomas off the wall. Shoots, and it's in. They score. It's the St. Louisan. Pat Maroon. Bring out the Zamboni. Pat Maroon just put the city on his shoulders, and he sends him to the conference finals. A 2-1 win in double overtime over the Dallas Stars. That not get you excited? You know the best part of that? What is that? That horn that plays. I love it. I love that horn that plays. It's the old-fashioned foghorn. And the red light flashes whenever the goal is scored. Yeah, I, I love the I love the sound of that horn. Now, Steve is a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Big fan. Do you have any feelings romantically for the St. Louis Blues? No. None at all? None at all. Do you think you've ever watched the Blues play a game? No. Have you ever been to St. Louis? No. Why not? That needs to be a trip for you. I don't. My grandpa lived in St. Louis for. But a long you never time. went to visit him. Well, but he wasn't in St. Louis when I, he was when he was a kid. He grew up, you know, 
spent part of his childhood in St. Louis in like 1910. In fact, <laughs> well, my grandpa's show fact, me the road to St. Louis. In fact, my grandpa's birthday's today. Hey, 119. That's how old he'd be. If <laughs> living, he was, living strong yeah, in Southeast Kansas. If he were still alive, he'd be 119 years old today. What's the name of that movie about St. Louis from like the 1910s? Meet me in St. Louis. Meet, meet me in St. Louis. Okay. That's it. Okay. I bet he could have. Yeah, but remember, that. St. Louis was. The western part of the country for a long time. That was about as far west as you could go. The gateway to the west. Yeah. So you have no attachment to the blues. No. Do you have really any other attachment to the city of St. Louis no. besides the I wasn't, one, one corner block? I, was, I wasn't a Rams fan. I wasn't a St. Louis Cardinals. Now, actually, I did kind of watch the Cardinals football when Jim Hart was the quarterback. back. In Were like they 65. ever in the NFL? Yes. Well, I, I'm. let me rephrase that. The newer NFL. Yes. So when did they leave Ari- or leave St. Louis and go to Arizona? Oh, I want to say, in, gosh, the seventies. No, no, because the, the St. Louis St. Louis Rams were the greatest show on turf. Right, but oh, that was you the mean 90s. the Cardinals? The right, Car- the St. Louis. Ar- oh, that was Cardinal probably football in the eighties or so. Okay, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, okay, yeah, because the St. Louis Rams came from Los Angeles. Right, and they were the greatest, and then they left again. Yeah, greatest show. What's on up turf. with football teams leaving St. Louis? They're in love with their Cardinals baseball team, and there's just no room for the Blues and the Cardinals and whatever football teams there. St. Louis Cardinals, NFL, had, 1960 to 1975. And remember, they had – Spirit of St. Louis. Yeah, and uh, they had the – wasn't there the St. Louis Hawks in basketball? Don't know about them. I think Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks were actually in St. Louis at one time. Bob Pettit, I think, maybe. I'll have to look that up. I want to say Bob Pettit played – Easy Ed and McCauley, I think they were – Maybe the St. Louis Hawks. No more St. Louis talk. I don't need to talk about that city anymore. That okay with you? That's fine with me. All right, we'll take our final break. Be back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, sometimes we have days where we don't have a lot going on, so we have to do a little filler. Well, I think you and I are out of filler today. Bullpup golf team. Hey. We didn't talk about them. League champions. Yeah. Nine-hole league champions. That's right. They, I think everybody played 15 or 16 holes. And Coach Kinneman said it's a good thing they called it and went back to the nine-hole scores. Yeah, it always works out. Yeah. I told Tyler Hoxie the other day in the golf club, the golf course clubhouse, mm-hmm. that's a tongue twister. Yeah. I told him, yeah, you might need to go out and shoot like a 45 or, or 44. Yeah. Yeah. And he shot a 44. It was just on nine holes. Yeah. All works out, though. Yeah. Busy day tomorrow, Steve. We've got Ooh. some bullpup baseball and softball in the afternoon. If we get a play. Well, if the field dries out. <laughs> again, our guy Sean Gearing, him and his guys up at Grant, they've got to get their work going here well, pretty I'm, soon. I'm, I'm guessing there would be no JV. They'll just work on the fields for the varsity to get them in shape. Well, they're working on all schools day type of work too that's right to make sure everything is looking good steve it's really hard to mow the lawn oh yeah when it's underwater i don't mow when's the last time you think you mowed a lawn 40 years ago 
So you haven't mowed a lawn since the 70s? That's right. Did it have an engine? Or it was just one of those... Push l- mower. It, it was just a push mower that oh, it not, just sort of funneled it back? No, no. Like it, was, it, it, was, it was a power mower. Oh, powerful. Yeah. So it had an engine. Yeah, it had an engine. And a bag behind it. It, it wasn't one of those that were, you know, that... You that did. they used in the 20s? My next door neighbor, Itty Bitty Becky, <laughs> she's, got, she's got a push what mower. What was your mower. other friend that you talked about? What's that? Moochie. Moochie Dunn? Moochie Dunn. You talked about him yesterday. Oh, yeah. And your neighbors with the bunkers. Yeah. I need I need a I need a map of all the people in Independence that have no, nicknames. No, from this you. is my next. Oh, this is your now. neighbor now. Yeah, Hitty Bitty Becky. She's got she's got a push mower <laughs> like that. At least she used to. Oh sure. Yeah. All right, Steve. We'll wrap things up for today for Steve Salem, Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Next Tech Wireless and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.